this hunger's expression. Just a few more minutes until he leaves for work. I bare my fingernails into my palms. I swear I just fed it overnight. How could it possibly be this hungry already? Tick, tick, tick. Great. Now it's taunting me. Again. You know I have to wait until he's gone, I whisper under my breath. Oh, oh come, on. come on. Just sneak just a little sneak right now right before now. he comes before down, he down the stairs. My forehead beads with cold sweat. My body trembles and my breath is labored. My heart is about to explode out of my chest. But worse than all of that is the intensity of these hunger pangs coming from the back of my head. Beneath my thick curls, I feel the lips parting, dampening my hair with stringy saliva. Just, 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 one, one, one taste. It becomes more persistent as the days go by. It ignores my reasoning, and I'm losing my grip. Losing to the hunger which consumes my every thought. My husband will be down here at any moment. I can't feed it while he's here. I can't let him see. I waver, my knees buckling. I'm out of time. Feed, feed me, me now. now. And so I do. I release all grasp I once had on containing the hunger and allow for the frenzy to begin. The hair lifts from my head in sections, forming ink-black tentacle-like strands. The strands float into the air, side to side, revealing the hole in the back of my head. Well, I guess mouth is more accurate. It has a blood-red, grotesquely plump lips, sharp serrated fangs, and a long, bumpy tongue. It yawns open and salivates even more, drenching my neck. The hair tentacles swiftly extend all about the kitchen, wrapping around any food within reach. They tear into the cabinets, the refrigerator, and even into the pet food, greedily shoving it all into the gaping, insatiable mouth. I lay my head in my hands and sob. Nothing else to do but let it do what it needs to quell its hunger. Not enough. It snarls as it consumes the last morsel of food in the entire house. I feel hysterical and detached from reality, and then, from my mouth, utters this unnatural-sounding laugh. This thing has literally eaten away every last bit of food that we could afford. Already panicked, it becomes enraged by my dark laughter. Its tentacles begin violently thrashing about. Unfazed by this show of aggression, I continue laughing, louder and louder. Maybe this is what it feels like to lose your mind. Suddenly, the tentacles stop, outstretched in mid-air, frozen for a reason I didn't understand. Next, I heard my husband's voice behind me saying my name. He sounds puzzled and afraid. Rightly so. My heart sinks as I realize what a scene he's walked in on. Before I could stop laughing and turn to look at his no-doubt horrified face, the mouth lets out a piercing shriek. 
My husband screams in pure terror as the hair wraps around his body and ushers him into the mouth. Welcome to Sit a Spell. I'm your host Jocelyn and today we're discussing the Japanese yokai, Futakuchi Ona. Come on in and sit a spell. It's story time. The word yokai translates to strange apparition. Japanese folklore and urban legends often depict varied manifestations of yokai, many of which share a crossover with one another. One such apparition is the Futakuchi Ona, or Two-Mouthed Woman. Along with other yokai, such as Rokurokubi, the Long-Necked Woman, Kuchisaki Ona, the Vengeful Specter, and Yamauba, the Mountain Hag, Futakuchi Ona is a woman who takes on a supernatural form, usually after being cursed or committing some type of heinous wrongdoing. All of these female yokai can present themselves as normal, young, and often attractive women up until the very last moment when their true identity takes hold. In this case, the true identity of a woman afflicted with this curse is a bizarre one, to say at least. Futakuchi Ona is often a married woman with thick and long flowing hair, usually kept in an ornate bun on the back of her head. She's someone who appears to have a remarkably low appetite, eating very little in front of others. This is where the disconnect happens, however. People living with suspected futakuchianas report that while the woman in question eats very little, the household food stocks begin shrinking rapidly out of nowhere, particularly if she's left alone in the house for any period of time. This is due to the fact that the mouth on the back of her head requires significantly more food per day than most humans. This mouth is said to mumble or whisper threatening and spiteful things to its host. It will particularly press the host woman about feeding, demanding food at a near constant frequency. If sustenance is denied or delayed, the Futakuchiona mouth will shriek obscenities and cause intense pain to the host. Now let's look into how these yokai come about. Some say that they come from Yamauba. Legends tell of times of famine where families would need to make difficult decisions to stay alive. This included taking elder women out to the mountainous forests and leaving them for dead so that there would be less mouths to feed back at home. The women were said to have become acclimated to the solitude of being alone in the forest by evolving into something more than human. They would transform over time into witches who practiced dark magic, including shape-shifting. Some say that the Fatachuki women are actually just mountain hags who have shapeshifted into lovely young ladies in order to feast comfortably in someone's home. Sustenance and company 
both things that they lack on their own. The next story takes us to a tiny village in rural Fukushima. There lived a greedy miser who lived a life of solitude, not for any righteous reasons or even for a lack of prospects to create family. He just couldn't bear the idea of financially supporting a wife, much less kids. Eventually, he met a beautiful woman. He noticed that not only was she polite, pretty, and proper, but that she appeared to eat almost nothing at all. He quickly resolved to marry her, realizing how rare a treasure she truly was. She was also a hard worker and never asked for anything in return. He had honestly never been happier. He got all the perks of married life without the cost. Everything was perfect until the miser noticed that his rice stores were suddenly depleting at a much faster rate than before. He grew quite suspicious of his wife, and he ended up concocting a plan. The miser pretended to leave home for work one morning, but actually he stayed near the home where the wife could not see him. After watching her through a window in the house, he noticed her fiddling with her hair. She untied her ornate bun, shook her tendrils of black hair loose, and that's when he saw it. A ghastly second mouth, complete with lips and sharp teeth. Then her hair reached out like animated beanstalks and scooped up rice ball after rice ball into the mouth. The mouth let out a vulgar groan of satisfaction as it consumed the food. The miser was stunned, to say the least. He decided he needed to get out of this marriage as soon as he possibly could. Unfortunately for him, his wife found out his plan before he was successful. It's said that she trapped him in a bathtub, then carried him off to the mountains, where she then threatened to boil him alive and eat him. Despite all odds, the man escaped within an inch of being boiled. He hid himself in a strongly scented lily marsh, where the Futakuchi Ona could not find him. Another story tells of a cruel stepmother who fed and cared for her own daughter, but simultaneously starved her stepdaughter. This went on for months and months. The stepdaughter grew more and more emaciated and sickly with each passing day until eventually she starved to death. Forty-nine days later, the stepmother came down with an aggressive and debilitating migraine. It was a splitting headache, literally. The back of her head cracked open from the sheer pressure. The crack developed lips and a tongue and teeth, and then the aching began. The mouth on the back of her head throbbed with extremely painful hunger pangs. The stepmother was disoriented and completely overcome by these sensations when suddenly the voice of her dead stepdaughter shrieked from the new mouth. She demanded for her stepmother to feed her. It is said from that day forward, the stepmother fed both of the mouths, prioritizing her stepdaughter's hunger for the rest of her days. So, if anyone close to you matches the description of a young and beautiful woman with thick hair tied on the back of her head who hardly eats a bite, 
keep a close eye on the food supply. If things are being eaten away faster than makes any logical sense, you just may have a futakuchi ona on your hands. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. You can stay updated on all things Citispell by following me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. I also wanted to mention that while I was researching, I didn't really find a definitive ending for the tale of the Futakichiona and the Miser. So if creativity strikes any of you, I hope that you'll send me your own alternate endings. Either leave me a comment or a direct message and I will feature the best ones at the end of next week's episode. I hope this week brings you all you deserve and more. Y'all come back now.